We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome everybody to saturday's edition of the pack a day podcast i'll be your host today eli berkovitz here with janelle mackey we are missing our third partner in crime today matt fralick he is out doing uh, some other things, but I'm sure he'll be back next week and we'll get all three of us together, which feels like rarely happens, but hopefully we will get that happening sooner. But for now, the two of us and uh, Jen, how is, how's your week been? I know it's been a long time since last night since we spoke. <laughs> oh yeah, since uh, less than 24 hours ago. Yeah, yeah I mean, just waiting for some big news to happen obviously last week was a little bit busier with the packers maybe not in the most positive way but things have just kind of died down with us and the news just kind of it's been slow so it's just kind of that draft anticipation unless they sign maybe a free agent which could happen now that you know we've seen mvs go and sullivan go and Zadarius go so there's maybe some holes that need to be filled for this team um so I think that's opened up opportunities to maybe go out and chase some free agents but for the most part it seems like more people are focusing on who we can get in the draft and you know if you can snag a free agent that's just kind of a bonus at this point yeah so as you mentioned I mean obviously everyone knows about Devontae and Zadarius but the newest member of the Packers to sign elsewhere was Chandon Sullivan today signing with the Vikings so Another Packer player ending up on the Vikings. I think the Vikings are the Vikings trying to turn into the Lions because usually it's the Lions that chase our scraps, and as of late, it's been the Vikings, and they've really been promoting the crap out of it too. Yeah, when when you know when you're putting out special posts just for free agent visits, you really have nothing going on. I mean, it was funny when they did it for Zadarius because like no one does, no team does that, but like. And no offense to Chad and Sullivan, but you're going to go and make a post that he visited. It's like, wow, you really don't have a lot going for you. But at least, you know, they're paying Kirk Cousins like top five money in the NFL to continuously not win any important games. So that's always fun to see from the Vikings. Uh, another small piece of news for the Packers, which happened just minutes before we started recording. 
which is today on Friday. This will air on Saturday, but the Packers signed former Raiders cornerback Kayshawn Nixon. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. And I'm not expecting him to play a ton of cornerback. Reports are that he was a core special teams player. And as we all know, the Packers' new special teams coach, Rich Passaccia, comes from Las Vegas, and he must have been a fan of his. So, Jen, considering last year's special teams unit, I would have to imagine you're at least uh, somewhat happy about this signing. Yeah, I mean, the bar is obviously very, very low, probably as low as it can go. So to know that, you know, they're bringing in someone from the Raiders where our new coach has been, you know, coaching for a while, um, that maybe shows a little bit of positivity as what he can bring to special teams as a player. You know, obviously might not see him take defensive snaps, but, you know, anybody you can bring in to make something out of the special teams, I'm all for, you know, filter guys in and out as you have to because, I mean, it's one of the biggest needs this offseason is to fix whatever it is that's going on with special teams. And, you know, obviously if he's a guy who can come in and maybe help with that, I mean, at this point I'll take anybody who can help even a little bit because I didn't see a lot of positive plays from special teams last year. So kind of one of those things that we'll hopefully look forward to maybe in those preseason games, hopefully, you know, depending on you would hope that he sticks around till then, but yeah, I mean, he's going to be one of those guys who, you know, it's not like a big name signing or anything, but more so just kind of trying to fix something and hoping that he can be a small piece to a very large, messy puzzle. Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, I, I'm not going to pretend like I know a ton about him, but I'm just going to go off the faith of Rich Passaccia. If he wanted him, like clearly, I mean, I, I believe this is just his kind of signing. Like he told the front office, I coach this guy. I believe in him. He's, you know, good on kick coverage, whether it's being a gunner on punts or just going off on kickoffs. And like you said, it really can't get any worse. And if you take a look, I don't know if you saw it today, but I just sent it to you in your uh, on Twitter. Basically, uh, it's it's a picture of the blocked punt versus versus the Niners in the playoffs this year. And it kind of goes through all the players who on special teams in the past have hurt the Packers and. You know, I know you're a good friend of Brandon Bostic, so I won't spend too much time on that. But you have Bostic, Ty Montgomery, who fumbled versus the Rams back in 2018, was traded that week. Corey Bohorquez, who had a mostly good year until the weather turned, he's gone. And then in this picture, who, I mean, if, if you're obviously you can't see this, but if you go to Mike Clemens' page on Twitter, he posted it today on Friday, showing just a picture of right after the snap on that punt with. Oren Burks running downfield for no apparent reason, and then Henry Black basically blocking no one, potentially even blocking his own guy from making a block. And all of those players are no longer on the roster. Bajorquez, Oren Burks, Henry Black, they're all gone. So the Packers clearly want just a new identity on special teams that all started with the Bisaccia hiring, making him Mm -hmm. probably the highest paid assistant head coach, or at least highest paid special teams head coach in the NFL. Yeah. And, you know, at this point, whatever he says, you know, maybe just go with it because yeah, he is somebody who has had success in that role. So hopefully he's somebody who can really turn things around and piece by piece. Yeah. He'll bring guys in, but I'm unfortunately, you know, or, you know, timidly going to, 
put my faith in him. I'm a little hesitant, but obviously, you know, I will trust you until you prove me or prove why I shouldn't. So we're just going to kind of see at this point. But yeah, that is really interesting what you just brought up. And yeah, they kind of have more of a clean slate going into this year, especially with the special teams. You know, obviously you'll have some of your guys like Ty Summers, I'm assuming. We'll be back guys like that. But yeah, it will see a lot more different players out there on special teams, I'd assume, because I know Matt LaFleur has talked about really wanting to go into researching and asking guys and other coaches just how you can use starters on special teams without risking injury which yeah. I'm sure that's kind of like a last resort thing you want to do obviously because we saw AJ Dillon get hurt in that divisional yeah. round game because he was out there and then we lost him for the second half which that's a game changer so I think that LaFleur is taking this very seriously and obviously hiring Basashia that helps a lot but I'm assuming this is something we're going to slowly see piece together throughout the offseason and hopefully everything comes together by the time week one comes. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for the Packers, but when you know that, like, kind of the biggest thing, at least until the Devontae trade, like, the biggest need and the biggest hole on your team was special teams, I guess that's a good position to be in, but it's also something you have to address, and, I, you know, it looks like this signing is at least beginning to do that, so I'm happy to see that happen, and before we get to a little, uh, you know, free agent kind of will there, won't they game that we're going to put together there was another, I don't know if this was, I don't know if you saw this, I'm sending you another thing here on Twitter. I don't know if it's a joke or not. Everyone, I don't know if, you know, Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football tweeted like five different times today, just eyeballs, 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 and like so much. And like, then there were comments from other people, whether it was NFL Network or ESPN. And I don't know if it's a joke or if it's not a joke. And I guess we'll see. But if it's a joke, honestly, it's really not funny because it bugged me out for a little bit. If it's not a joke, I guess there might be some big news that we maybe miss. will miss for this show, but I'm sure you'll hear it on Sunday's show. So keep an eye out if Kyle Brand happens to be breaking any news at some point today or he just thinks he's a funny guy. 
which kind of, you know, to tailspin off of the breaking news, I mean, really doesn't have much to do with the Packers, but I did see from a reliable source, I think it was like WEEI, some kind of Boston station, verified like 150,000 followers, something about Tom Brady trying to get traded out of Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I know that has nothing to do with the Packers, but it is also kind of nice to talk about a quarterback that isn't ours in the news yeah. for once. So I was thinking about that on my drive home from work today. I was like, man, we haven't really had to discuss anything or talk about anything with um, 12, and it's been kind of nice in that yeah. sense. Yeah. But now news about a different 12, so who yeah. knows if he'll you know go back to AFC, stay in NFC. We'll kind of see, but that could definitely – be an interesting thing depending on where he could potentially go. Are we playing them this year? So it's just, you know, yeah. you know, instead of being on Aaron Rodgers watch, like we were last year, now everybody's going to be on Tom Brady watch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I saw that report and then I saw some other reports saying it's not true, but then I saw other reports saying it is true. So who knows, but I mean, we also thought he was retiring. Yeah. And he, he basically know. tweeted himself that, you know, I got bored. So I unretired. Yeah. So, <laughs> or, or, you know, he was just, you know, not interested in watching the kids. Either way, I understand it. <laughs> Wanting to play football, <laughs> sitting at home. So I guess we'll see. I would I, I'll go back and forth. It would be nice, obviously, just to get him out of the NFC. But at the right. same time, I kind of do want to see another Rodgers Brady because I feel like the last one, which was in 28, well, the NFC Championship game, you know, it. there were so many things about that game that, outside of Aaron Rodgers' control that I believe really would have changed that game. Obviously, you know, not to single him out, but kind of to single him out, Kevin King, and then the holding call on Alan Lazard, which, you know, turned into an interception, whatever. You don't need to go down that road. But I guess we'll see what happens with Tom Brady. But um, for now, you know, the Packers obviously have a major hole at receiver with Devontae Adams now gone. And there's been – I feel like every – two hours on Twitter, there's a new name, whether it's a free agent or a guy on another team talking about a trade or a signing, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Brandon Cooks, Devontae Parker. So we're just going to go through some names at different key positions. Did I see something maybe from you that there was like some Brandon Cooks report or was that just like a... Yeah, so there was another one of these, you know, NFL rumor, I'm using quotation marks for Mm -hmm. the listeners at home, but... It is, you know, it's not verified, but it has like also over 100,000 followers. They've, they're not always right, but they seem to be more right than wrong. And it seems like the Packers have called about Brandon Cooks. And I said it, I believe I said it last night on Open Book, and I'll say it again now. Like, I'm a huge fan of Brandon Cooks. I think he is just a really like under the radar good. Like when he was in New Orleans and New England, he was more talked about, but then he ended up in Houston and people kind of forgot. But He's last year with, you know, I don't know, like Davis Mills and I don't know who else played quarterback for the Texans. Uh, what, Tyrod Taylor, maybe? He, he finished the year with over a thousand yards, even with those guys at quarterback. And considering the fact that someone like Robert Woods got traded for a sixth round pick, we've seen other really good players get traded for day three picks. I think the Packers can easily get Brandon Cooks for a fourth round pick or later. And we know the Packers have a relationship with the Texans. Obviously, we got Randall Cobb from them. We traded them Kadar Holman. We, we traded them Kingsley Kiki, I believe, or he signed with them. I mean, we've had a lot of work with the Texans. So yeah. I think it's something that could happen. How would you feel about potentially bringing Brandon Cooks into this offense? 
Yeah, there's something about the way that he plays that I think um, has a lot of potential to fill in some voids for this offense. I mean, obviously, Devontae Adams' shoes are so big, it's almost impossible to fill. Um, so if you can get somebody to fill him at least, you know, halfway, three quarters, that'd be awesome. Um, you know, and obviously losing MVS, I think Brandon Cooks offers a lot of speed, which would be nice for this offense. Um, you know, he can help maybe be more of that deep threat. But I also think just having that little bit of time, because him and Randall Cobb were teammates at one point, yeah. correct? So he does have that relationship with Cobb, too, where he can continue working with him. And obviously, they're different receiver styles, but he would have a receiver connection coming in. And I think that would help. And then, you know, Cobb can kind of give him the rundown on how Rodgers works. And I think that he would be put into a really good position if he were to come here to Green Bay and... Yeah, I think that he he's a name that is floating around that I wouldn't mind to see yeah. be signed. Um, and obviously, you know, if you can get him on a cheaper deal, it seems like, you know, there's a lot of fluctuation, you know, seeing what the Packers got for Devontae Adams versus what the Chiefs got for Tyree Kill kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But those are bigger names, obviously. But um, you kind of look at MBS, the contract he got, and you kind of wonder – price-wise, um, what you can get guys for. But there's also potential, like you said, they have that relationship with the Texans where you could maybe figure out a more deal-friendly you know, contract um, worked yeah. out with the Texans or maybe a trade with a player or something like that where they can communicate that and figure out something that's going to benefit both teams. Yeah, I mean, I think – I'm looking right now at his contract, and this is pretty crazy. So he signed originally with the Rams in 2018, a five-year, $81 million deal. This is the last year of that deal. And like many contracts, the last year of the deal is when the biggest cap hits come in. And like you said, how it could help both teams. Right now the Texans are obviously in rebuilding mode. Brandon Cooks is not, you know, going to know another team right now. They're not, contend- they're not a contending team. That's the bottom line. Right. So his cap hit is – pretty astronomical at 16.2 million dollars so obviously Which i think packers, we were talking before we hit record that's about the cap space the packers yeah. have left exactly yeah so i think it was tom silverstein who posted the packers have six or 16 million under the cap obviously if the packers were to make a trade for cooks they would either give him you know be a restructure a pay cut or a different kind of sh- contract in general but I do think it would help the Texans because the Texans having a $16 million receiver on a team that's maybe going to win five or six games this year is not going to help them. So we'll see about that. That would be a fun trade in my opinion. But in terms of free agents, guys, you know, we wouldn't have to trade for and can start fresh with a new contract and sticking at receiver. Let's do a little, you know, would you rather kind of game and we'll go with, you know, two different kinds of receivers who would play different roles and we'll see how you feel because there was a bit of a debate last night an open book about it but Jarvis Landry who is currently uh 29 and then obviously Julio Jones who's 33 both great players both obviously very different kinds of receivers so at their age and what do you think they're what they would cost which one do you would you rather see and which one do you think would make more sense to add to the Packers offense The new year is a great time to focus on what's important to you. Whether it's saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, or prioritizing your wellness, HelloFresh is here to help you with endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. 
Personally, I'm really trying to work on my weight this year, and when I found out that HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients right to my door, including farm-fresh produce that arrives within a week, I was all in. Skip the trips to the grocery store, saving you long wait times and ensuring you don't waste your money on excess food, and sign up for HelloFresh instead. HelloFresh has helped me eat fresher food with better portion control and has helped me live a healthier lifestyle. I highly recommend the teriyaki chicken tenders, by the way. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Packaday16 and use code Packaday16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash Packaday16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. Remember to use code Packaday16. That's HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? We've all struggled with mental health in different ways, especially during a pandemic, and I'm certainly no different. Keeping myself centered mentally is such a huge part of my overall health goals, and that's where BetterHelp has helped me. BetterHelp has the ability to assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas, and the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist, plus you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. You can even schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't have to ever sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed, and it's more affordable than traditional offline therapy. Plus, financial aid is available if needed. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Packaday. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And of course, we have a special offer for Packaday listeners, as you can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Packaday. Yeah, I mean, I've said multiple times I'm not a money person, so I don't know contracts and stuff like that or what you could price these guys at, but I do think I lean more towards wanting Landry. Just, um, you know, he's younger. I feel like he offers a lot of different things. You know, Julio, he's older. I mean, he has the experience, which is always really nice, but I just feel like he's played a very specific role throughout his career where it's the guy that helps you get down the field, but you know, not so much the end zone. And I feel like the Packers, they need somebody who is going to be able to score. So not saying that Julio wouldn't be able to be that kind of player, but I just think that, you know, there's defenses who could maybe read that and understand or like know what Julio could bring. And as he's getting older, you know, what's he going to look like this year? You know, he's been kind of bouncing around teams the last couple of years. Um, I don't know. I just not, I'm not knocking Julio Jones. Obviously he is a phenomenal receiver. There's just something about him that makes me a little bit timid with his game. Um, as of late, you know, I just feel like he has been declining a little bit the last few seasons. So if you were to be able to get him, I would hope that it's at a reasonable price, but something about Landry, I just, I really like the way that he plays. He's younger. Um, I just think that he's more of a receiver that could fit LaFleur's offense. Um, I don't know. He 
maybe I'm, I'm just kind of like trying to process it in my head, but there's just yeah. something about Landry that I prefer over Julio Jones. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't know yeah. how, like, I don't really know how to explain it. And this is giving zero context <laughs> to the show, but there's just something that I like about Landry that, you know, watching Julio for so many years that I just don't see from him anymore where yeah. Landry Landry seems to be going on the up and Julio seems to be going on the down. And I could be wrong on that. Those are just kind of my opinions, but I just think that Landry is in more of a position to succeed if he finds a new team than Julio would be. And also yeah. we already have kind of, you know, we have Randall Cobb who's an older receiver. If you can get somebody else young, because maybe you can get Landry on a two or three year deal. Whereas Julio, maybe you get him on a one year, two year, but he decides he doesn't want to play next year and then yeah. retire. So he's at that point where he could retire or, you know, there's risk factors with injury. So I don't know. I just, there's something about Landry that is more appealing to me and I really don't have many facts to back it up other than yeah, I mean, look, it's just kind of like gut good. feeling, you know? Yeah, no, they're both good players. I don't think you could go wrong either way. And as you know, last night, you know, I didn't, I, I knew, but we, we didn't really know who those players were going to be when we picked them. But when we were doing the receiver portion of this game, we did last night on open book, which everyone should check out. If you have not watched, it was a very fun episode, but um I, I was going back and forth because I had the first choice and I was 99% sure behind each door. One was Jarvis, one was Julio. And I really was going back and forth for all the reasons you said. Landry's younger, he stayed healthier. Julio, older, has not stayed healthy, probably on the back, not probably, is on the back end of his career. Landry may not be in the peak of his prime, but he's not at the back end of his career in any way. And I do feel like it can give Rodgers that safety blanket. But for the purposes of, number one, giving a, a Julio argument, but then also the fact that we do have Randall Cobb, I feel like him and Landry are pretty similar style receivers, both slot receivers. And we know that Randall Cobb is going to be Rodgers' de facto safety blanket on most occasions. Mm -hmm. So for that reason, you know, it's riskier. But I do think Julio right now, I think he wants to win a Super Bowl. He's reaching the end of his career. He's going to want to play for a contending team. He's made a lot of money in his career. That's not to say he's going to take some, you know, min, you know, veteran minimum kind of deal. Right. But, I, you know, I think they could get him on a one-year cheap kind of deal, maybe a lot of incentives, you know, a games played incentive, yardage incentive, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. you bring Julio in. He would be, you know, assuming he's healthy week one, he's going to be your number one receiver. And you just got to hope he stays healthy. But if he does, he's Julio Jones. Aaron Rodgers will find him ways to get the ball. And as you mentioned, he, he, he's not a prolific touchdown scorer in his career. For some reason, he has just not scored a lot of touchdowns. I mean, only one time in his entire career has he hit double-digit touchdowns. And since 2017, he's had eight touchdowns once and then six touchdowns and three touchdowns, three touchdowns, one touchdown. So, like, I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it's Matt Ryan not being able to get him the ball. But right. we would obviously need him to score, you know, I would say at least seven to nine touchdowns, you know, for that yeah. signing to be. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, Aaron Rodgers is a much, I mean, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So 100%. either receiver you would think would have a better performance. 
No. I think you meant to say the best. You best. Yes, I'm sorry, Eli. I forgot who I was talking to. <laughs> you best, uh, you best quarterback, and yeah. it would be beneficial to both receivers because, yeah, maybe Julio just looks like he's struggling, but that could be quarterback problems. So yeah. there is potential mm-hmm. for him to succeed more with that Rogers connection. So. Yeah, yeah, and I think either either one could fill into that probably number one receiver role, and I think both would benefit a lot more because you think of who Landry has had at quarterback, you know, like Baker Mayfield, and he came from Miami. the right? So I don't even know who at that point was his In quarterback. He really hasn't had yeah. stellar quarterbacks throwing the ball to him. I mean – Julio has had Matt Ryan, who had like one really good year, and Tannehill isn't horrible, but neither of them have had that prime quarterback throwing them the ball. Yeah, I mean, the fact that Landry has the record for the most receptions through his first six seasons, and his first six seasons were, I mean, we can't even think of who his quarterbacks were. I'm sure if right. I had a second, I could, but right now my brain is just going blank on it. But Like, for all yeah. we know, it could have been like when Osweiler – yeah, it's like Osweiler, like, Matt Moore, maybe like, I mean, just guys that not even in the same conversation of, of even Matt Ryan, let alone Aaron Rodgers. So you give Jarvis Landry Aaron Rodgers, he could go back to, you know, pretty elite form, you know, 90 plus catches, a thousand yards, maybe six to eight touchdowns. So I think both are, are reasonable options. So we'll see what, what happens. I mean, I think everyone's expecting some kind of veteran addition at receiver, whether it's before or after the draft. And obviously during the draft, but we'll talk about that another time. So that that will be a uh, receiver. Hopefully uh, they get something done sooner than later because it's making me nervous. But let's talk about one other. Please, somebody. <laughs> yeah, somebody, because I, I can't go on. Like, I love Randall Cobb, and like Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Amari Rogers. So it's kind um, of just like, no, you know, they're – that's not a strong enough core, <laughs> to put it yeah, lightly. Yeah. You know? no, yeah, Lazard is a solid number two receiver. Randall Cobb is obviously Mr. Reliable, and Amari Rogers is a work in progress. So yeah. you need I mean, look, yeah, you need a couple see, more pieces to figure yeah, that exactly. one out. Even if they spend high draft picks on receivers, I still think that they just need a veteran who, from the beginning, you know, okay, this guy has a track record of success, and we can rely on him. So that's really what I'm hoping for. Aaron really Ladd, Aaron play. Jones, and A.J. Dillon to catch every yeah. pass. <laughs> and we yeah, also know the tight end position is kind of a question mark too. So, yeah. yeah, the offense that, you know, so elite over the last few years is kind of all of a sudden struggling yeah. a little bit. But, you know, as long as you have Aaron Rodgers, the run game, and a solid offensive line, I think the Packers will be able to easily piece together, you know, something yeah. for the offense. I mean, we we watched Rodgers go through the playoffs with guys like Aberdares and Janice and yeah. guys like that. So if he can make it work with them, not to knock them, but you know, <laughs> he can if, make anything work. Yeah. Please. He can make, he can make it work and he'll find a way. And it's just a matter of getting those pieces on this team. And I've said pieces like a thousand times this episode. <laughs> so I'm very sorry, but I guess that's just my word of the day. <laughs> well, it's all right. I, I forgive you, but let's, uh, let's just hit, one more position of need for the Packers before we wrap up. And that's edge rusher, which is another position I think that they're going to go after in the draft. And there's one name that's at the top of, I think a lot of people's lists of free agents right now. And some people might say, Oh, it's not realistic money wise, this, that, but like you said, the Packers are 16 million under the cap. 
and teams work it out. They always manage to work out the cap. And I'm talking about Jadeveon Clowney, who is coming, you know, he was on the Browns last year, obviously started his career in Houston. We know how good he could be when fully healthy, which for the most part he has been outside of the first year or two of his career. And then we could talk for a minute about Trey Flowers, who was on the Lions uh, the last couple years, both good, good edge rushers. Uh, Clowney is, they're both 29, so they're both, you know, not young, young, but they're not old. I think they would cost in the same range. So real quick, uh, you know, who who would you rather see, you know, potentially the Packers go after in free agency? I mean, I know there was a time a few years ago where Jadavion Clowney was a hopeful and, you know, at that point, his price was just too high. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of just, you know, wishful thinking at that point. But there's just something about him that I think, given the Packers' current situation with the defense, if you add someone like him, it just makes it that much more dangerous. I mean, the Packers have a phenomenal line right now. And if you can add a, a guy like that on the edge to kind of match guys like um, Smith and Gary, and I just... I don't know. I, I think that that would be a very scary piece to add. It's just a matter of how much is it going to cost. And um, yeah, I don't know. Trey Flowers, he he's kind of, you know, same boat, but there's just something about Clowney that, you know, maybe it's just the name is appealing. But I don't know. I, I wanted Clowney when he was available a couple years ago. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's one of those players that if you can get him, like, if he's available, who wouldn't want him? Mm-hmm. And this year might be a more affordable market to be able to get him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when he left Houston, he was looking for that mega deal, and he was still, you know, a younger player. And now, as he approaches 30, he's not going to cost as much. I think, again, m- m- much like any player, but I think any player, especially – knowing that they're reaching towards the back end of their career, the biggest thing should be wanting to win, obviously make some money in the process, but wanting to win. And I think the Packers give Clowney the best chance to do that. And like you said, I think there was mutual interest back when he left Houston before he ended up in Cleveland. And I'm with you that between flowers and Clowney, I mean, I'm not really going to try to make an argument for flowers. Like he, he was a solid player in new England, but since he's been in Detroit, he just hasn't been the same. He hasn't really been able to stay healthy. So yeah. if somehow, like, if if the Packers were not able to bring in a veteran receiver and they decided, you know what, we're just going to attack receiver in the draft, and you're, you have $16 million in cap space, they're going to have, they need to do something with that money. Mm-hmm. I would love to see them put that towards Clowney. If you've got a rotation of Gary, Preston Smith, and Jadeveon Clowney, I don't know if there's a better three three-man edge, you know, grouping in the NFL than what those three would bring. And I've always said, the, I mean, I, not just me, I think anyone would say, the biggest thing for a defense is just bringing, being able to bring consistent pressure. No matter how good the other team is, if you're pressuring the crap out of them, they are not going to be able to run their offense. I think a great example of that was when the Bucks beat the Chiefs, I think it was 31-9 to in the Super Bowl. Chiefs, best offense in football, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey Mahomes, it didn't matter. Mahomes was running for his life the whole game. And that's because they just had a great, you know, great edge rushers, great defensive line. So if you if you had Smith, Gary, Clowney, Kenny Clark, now you have Jerron Reed, it would just really, really put so much pressure 
on opposing quarterbacks and you could keep them fresh and rotate them. So right. It, it gives the Packers, you know, no weak side. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like what, you know, if a team is trying to scheme up against and it's like, okay, well, if we throw this guy over here to protect, it's like, there is no, unless you have five star linemen, there is no weak spot. If you add yeah. a guy like that to your defense and that's terrifying, especially you look at, you know, some of our divisional opponents who maybe don't have strong offensive lines um, or quarterbacks who can get out of the pocket. Um, I'm thinking of one in particular who doesn't yeah. move. You know, it could be very beneficial. And we've already seen things like that happen last season. If you can add more to that. And like you said, you know, consistent pressure and also consistent availability is the hugest thing. Um, yeah. So if you can get a guy who is going to be reliable and be able to be in there for many of the snaps of the game and he's going to be available for most games. I think that's huge too, because you don't want a guy who, I guess I don't know, passed with injuries and stuff like that, but that would also be a huge factor that I'd be looking into because obviously it hurt having Zadarius miss almost all of last season. So if you can bring in a guy who is going to be available, I think that's one of the most important thing, you know, availability is crucial at that position as it is any position, but especially within that front. So I think if you can get a guy who, you know, can remain healthy and be active for the most part, I think that's also going to be a huge factor. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm with you on that. I think whether it's receiver edge elsewhere, if you have 16 million under the cap, you got to go and make moves. There are holes on the roster to fill. So I guess right now we're just waiting on Goody, Russ Ball to work their magic. I have faith in them to get it done. So we're just going to have to wait and see whether it's before the draft or after the draft. But I think that just you can hear my cat meowing. (laughs) Don't worry. I have plenty going on here, too. (laughs) But uh, yes, I think that just about wraps up today's episode of Pack-A-Day. So everyone listening, we appreciate it. Make sure to follow Pack-A-Day podcast on Twitter and subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you are listening to your podcasts. And before we head out, Jen, where can everyone find you and all of your work? Yeah, most of my work can be found on my Twitter page at Big Mac underscore four. You can go to the link tree in my bio and that'll help you find all my stuff with Packaday and open book on Game on Wisconsin. And every once in a while, you'll see something from me on Packer Report. But yeah, Twitter is the best place to see my opinions, my uh, my memes, my whatever it may be, and it is hockey season, so that's going to be a lot of what you see, especially when it's a slow news week from the Packers. Yeah, so make sure to follow Jen for all your hockey and meme-related news. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Book of Eli underscore NFL. Basically, all my work will be there. As we lead up to the draft, I'm going to be putting out Uh, you know, film on just about any prospect that the Packers could be looking at in the early rounds. I'll also be doing some writing for Packer Report as well, mostly covering the draft as we get closer to that. So keep an eye on that, everyone. And thank you for listening. We will see you next week. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.